Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Nerd Talk Ellipse, where nerd enthusiasts such as us come together with a common goal to geek out and preach nerdism in yesterday's and today's nerd culture, featuring your hosts, Lane Stipe and DJ Pin Hollow. This is Nerd Talk Ellipse. Hello again, nerd enthusiasts, and thanks for joining us for the fifth episode of Nerd Talk Ellipse. This is Lane. And this is Deech. And as always, we're here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. From Marvel and DC, specializing in the CW's Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, to Star Wars, Harry Potter, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, and everything in between. That's right, folks. In this week's episode, is we're going to be discussing a little bit of Legends of Tomorrow, a little bit of the new episode of The Walking Dead, neither of which were that climactic this week. But uh, but we can't leave you listeners without something. So, absolutely. Uh Another thing we're gonna talk, we're gonna have our nerd news coming up right now, actually, and then. But after that, we're gonna be talking about. Uh, we start watching the animated film that Batman vs Superman is loosely based off of. So right, that would be the Dark Knight Returns, Returns parts one and two. We only watched part one today, just a few hours ago, actually. Yeah, next next week, we'll bring part two to you guys. So. Right, so we're gonna be talking about that a little bit. If, and um, if you haven't watched them, I recommend to watch part one after you hear this, and then maybe part two by the time our next podcast comes out. Right, so about next Monday or so, and then uh, we'll uh, when we talk about Batman vs Superman, we're gonna you know maybe draw some conclusions between the both and things like that. So uh, it should be interesting. But uh, right now we're going to get started with uh, the latest and greatest in nerd news. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. Okay, everybody, this is uh, Nerd Talkalypse Nerd News. Um... Episode 5, we got a whole list of interesting things that happened uh, this week um, that appeared on the internet. Lane, I'm going to let you start it off. Oh, really? Why? I was wanting to say the thing about Spider-Man. Okay, all right, I'll let you say the thing you about Spider-Man. I just, I'm way more excited for Spider-Man. No, that's fine. So, uh, one of the first things I saw of the week was the t- 2018 Star Wars spin-off anthology film. So, not episode 8. We're talking about the, the anthologies in between each uh, episode. Um, has been officially confirmed. I know it's been speculated forever, but it's been officially confirmed that it is, will be a Han Solo film, like an origin story for Han Solo and Chewbacca. 
That was great. Um, which is exciting. I, I've always wanted to, I, I just hope that he's casted right because that's going to be bothersome. I remember they were looking at the guy uh, from Arrow, the fucking... Oh, that? yeah, Colton Haynes. Yeah, they were looking for him to be young Hans, and I could see it, actually. See, I can't... No, no, there was another guy. I don't know his name, but he he played a young Harrison Ford in another movie. Oh, really? Wouldn't yeah. that be funny if that was... Right, but he looks so much like Harrison Ford. Like, I, he does a really good job. I guess it depends how old he is now and how young they're trying to make him look in that movie. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, he... If he, I can't remember his name, man. It's pissing me off, but... We'll figure it out. He, uh... I guess... I guess he, like, posted a thing about, uh... Like, it was, like, a, a reenactment of the, the cantina scene from A New Hope. And it was really good. Like, okay. I watched... Yeah, I me, and, me and Dan watched it, actually. It was really interesting. I'll have to check that out. Um, I'll show you. I'll, yeah, I'll show you later. I, I, I That way we can get his name. I'll bring it to you guys next week. I right. guess might be a little high for And me. our uh, next topic, uh, Captain America Civil War debuts its new and final trailer. Fuck yeah, that trailer's fucking awesome. Featuring who we've all been waiting for. First off, I'll get into this. We see a lot more of Black Panther, which is awesome. But also, at the very end, we see good old Spider-Man. And I am beyond ecstatic for this. I love Spider-Man. He is my favorite superhero. As far as Marvel and DC go, you know, I... Goku's my favorite, or Trunks, but, you know, Spider-Man as regular superhero goes. This trailer blew my mind. He was, I'll tell you what, he wasn't too excited for this movie, but after this trailer came out, he became way more... Like, the trailer that they aired during, what movie was that? Deadpool. They aired a trailer for before Deadpool. At least awesome. here they did. It was it was awesome, I but I was just not as excited about that movie from that trailer. Like, I wanted to see it, obviously, because this is a nerd podcast, and I'm a nerd, I wanted to watch it. But just this one that they released, just to, much like the Batman vs Superman trailers, like all of them have been great, but that last one was just right. fucking. It just increased everything I wanted about that movie, even all the more. Like I, I well, just loved it. I think Marvel knew they had to do something to compete with that trailer. They had. Have you seen? Have you seen uh, the the inserts that they've been putting in? No. Like I guess uh, different fans have been taking that clip of Spider Man flipping up, and they've been inserting different types of Spider Man. From, oh, really? Yeah, like, they inserted Miles Morales, the black black and yeah. red, so the one that, uh, fucking, uh, man, uh, Childish Gambino, what's his fuck, is Don, Donald Glover. Donald Glover, yeah. Yeah, he's the one who voices it. I guess they inserted him in it, and then they put in the Iron Spider. Hmm. And it, they're really good, like, you cannot tell the difference. Wow. Like, it's pretty, and then there's that shit that you fucking saw. That Michael Jackson dancing Spider-Man. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Someone, one of the comments said, like, Wade Wilson took over Spider-Man's body for a yeah, minute. Yeah, probably. But that yeah, that's just crazy. It just looks nuts. But in other Star Wars news, um, Daisy Ridley, who plays Rey in The Force Awakens, um, is being eyed for the role of Lara Croft in Tomb Raider, a Tomb Raider reboot. I could see that. She does look like a nice, sexy young Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I think I think it would be really it would be really interesting. I, I've never watched Tomb Raider. Me neither. I don't I don't care too much about it. But right, but it's just interesting. It's Star Wars news. Star Wars casting. And, Things like that. So I mean, maybe I will check it out. I thought I thought Ray was fan. You know that she was just like a a waitress. No, she was not a movie star. Well, that gives me hope. <laughs> I might deliver pizzas to the right guy. Right. Well, yeah. They. Uh, but man, you delivered that pizza like a boss. Want to be the new Batman? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fuck Ben Affleck. You Lane Stipe as Batman. <laughs> yeah. Well, she. I guess she was just some waitress, and and she just expressed her interest in acting, and someone. That was working on the movie, like Which pulled it was her that off, easy. pulled her off the street, and she That's turned out to be fucking awesome. So, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I actually uh, was listening to an interview with her where she was like talking about filming. You know, this is this will be the the next episode eight will be the first Star Wars movie to pick up directly after the last Star Wars movie. Like there oh, will really? be no time that passes. Like right, it's gonna be right where she's with Luke, I guess, huh? Yeah, like they that early early footage they released. Um, they refilmed the end scene, and then it progresses from there. Hmm, that's cool. So pick it, it's the first one that's ever done that. All the other ones have had a little bit of a time jump in between, and so so that'll be interesting. And she she goes on to say that Luke Skywalker's fucking super cool in this movie, and like you know, I mean, he's not just like this like quiet fucking old hermit, right? So we're gonna see a boss ass Luke Skywalker in the next. So that's pretty fucking interesting. That's I'm cool. so excited to see that. that. The Tick! <laughs> Spoon! Amazon orders new episodes of the live-action series starring not... Not Patrick Warburton. I thought that it ha- was Patrick Warburton. It would Warburton. be perfect. If y'all have seen Ted 2, you have seen Patrick Warburton as Tick, and it was awesome. Well, he was in that ori- that other series, too. <laughs> He's so much bigger now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that... I The other series... I watched the first episode, and it was fucking hysterical. Was the guy that with him in Ted 2, was he the actual guy from the movie, too? No, that guy was... uh. A Star Trek dude. Really? Oh yeah, that's right. He was one of the that freaking dude. That's my favorite. That's one. Of, that's guy. probably my favorite scene from that movie. He knocks that kid's lunch. Loser. When he's just <laughs> no. When he's like, when he's like, hey, you're the guy from the wedding, and he's like, yeah. He goes, did you get a nose job? He goes, no. He goes, yes, you did. You fucking liar. <laughs> I'm so like aggressive. I just love it. It fucking cracks me up. But I want to watch that with you, The Tick. All right, the new one. No, no, no. The, well, that one, but I want to watch the old one with Patrick Warburton. It's a show. It's a show. Oh, okay. Not very long episodes. I've never. Is it? How old is it? Um, it's a couple years back. That's not that bad. I have, I haven't watched it since the cartoon back in the day. So I want to watch that too, but I don't know. We're gonna have to check that website and see if it's on, on there. I want to watch that because it looked. It seemed interesting. Like the tick. Yeah, I, like his, the tick. I watched when I watched the history of the tick on it was YouTube. Like Earthworm Jim. I remember Earthworm Jim. Yeah, I don't. Those really, video games. I love those video games. I, it was very. It's very interesting. The tick has a very interesting move set and um, different characters and shit like that. I, I'm really interested in it. Uh, but um, just moving on then. So uh, the we learned today and earlier in the week um, that the Aquaman and Flash solo movies, as well as Wonder Woman, that we mentioned two weeks ago, we we talked about it in one of the other episodes. But it's going; they're all going to be taking. Oh, I'm sorry. Scratch that. Aquaman and the Flash will be taking place after the Justice League movie. Like they will continue that story arc. Interesting. So I'm assuming the Justice League movie will will pan out for both. What the hell is Aquaman's real name? Aqua. I'm not really sure. I can't remember. Well, whatever his name is, Lane's gonna look it up. But whatever, it's gonna pat you know pan out for Barry and pan out for Aquaman, and you know into their own solo films and stuff like that. So it's uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Do you just want me to move on to the next one? Arthur Curry. Arthur Curry. Okay. The son of Tom Curry. Interesting. I never knew that. Arthur is it always the same guy? I think as far as I know, yeah. There's no That's other continuities of him? I mean, I think it's... Yeah, on every Earth in the DC Universe, it's always Arthur Curry. Yeah. <laughs> That's how boss-ass Aquaman is. Alright, uh, Sylvester Stallone's role in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is a ravager for Yondu, I guess. Yeah, last week we talked about... We, how we weren't sure what his role was, and I guess this is one, you know, what they've confirmed that he's going to be working with uh, the Blue Merle. Uh, Blue Merle. Blue Merle for 
for Yondu, the one that Star Lord works for, and I kind of thought it was going to be Star Lord's dad, but I'm I guess I think I, Kurt Russell is rumored to be Star Lord's dad. Interesting. Who's the fuck is Kurt Russell? I can't put a face to him. Uh, I'll find out. <laughs> Thank God for cell phones. Cell phones are a nerd's guide, guide to the galaxy. Um, so some more Captain America Civil War news. Um, the runtime is two hours twenty-seven minutes, um, which marks the longest-running Marvel movie to date. Oh, that's Kurt Russell. Interesting. He's actually. In, it's funny. He's in that movie Tombstone. I was telling you about that yesterday. Yeah. Arizona, uh, Wyatt Earp, and all that. Right. I think he actually plays Wyatt Earp. That's weird. And that he, is interesting. He was in Furious Seven. He's in. He, he's a well-known face. I mean, yeah, I just couldn't older. put it. I've heard his name a million times. I just couldn't put a face to his name. Name to his face. Name to his face. Either way. Face to his name. They all knew what I was no, talking you, about. Yeah, you were right though. Did you say the next thing? No, I didn't. I just were. Oh, I did. I said I skipped that one. Kevin Smith is currently directing an, an upcoming episode of The Flash. Well, hell yeah, because if you listen to his podcast, I know he uh, just recently actually started watching it, I think. And he loves it. So that shit's amazing. So I can't wait to see Kevin Smith. Such a captivating thing to hear Kevin Smith who... I'll find his podcast if you can. Yeah, yeah. He His podcast, he has tons of them. He's got Hollywood Babylon and a whole bunch of other things, but... His his one was the the Fat Man on Batman, and he did a special. It was called the Fat Man on Flash Man, and he talked about it was captivating hearing him talk about because he knows his shit. Yeah, yeah. If if anybody out there knows about comics and continuity, it's those guys from Tell Him Steve Dave and the guys from um, Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash. They know their stuff. Kev Smith is he just knew he knew everything. Uh, yeah, I already read that one. He knew everything about you know the Flash and ha- hearing him talk about the show. And having it unfold and hearing him talk about how he cried and got teary, I was just awesome. Like, two hours of joy hearing him talk about it and just knowing it. Because I love The Flash. I think that show is amazing. Affleck's solo Batman movie is in development, and much like the Wonder Woman solo movie, it will take place prior to Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. So we're going to see... I guess they're going to make him look a little younger. It's going to be before he... I guess they really come in contact with Superman, so I wonder what villain they'll choose... I don't know. I'm thinking maybe Leto's Joker without the tattoos. Yeah, I guess he'll be in that universe. So, I mean, he's got because uh, because Affleck's Batman's taking going to be in Suicide Squad. I hope we can see a new Riddler. There's only ever been one Riddler. Yeah, there's been one. There's been two Jokers. Man, they've had rumors there's for only years. Been one Penguin too. They've had rumors for years. I remember before Dark Knight Rises came out, they had rumors for days about Johnny Depp being the Riddler. I think Johnny Depp would do a great Riddler. Fuck honestly. yeah, dude! Johnny Depp can play anything. Yeah, I think he's, he's much like Mark Wahlberg. He can play any role. Yeah, I don't know if Mark Wahlberg can play the Riddler, but <laughs> I think it would be funny to see. He would be. Yeah, He'd be absolutely. tiny, teeny tiny little fucking Short little stocky ass Riddler. <laughs> he's fucking. Oh, man. Uh, Johnny, Dude, that... Depp, Johnny Depp is second best for Riddler in my book next to Jim Carrey because nobody can do that Jim Carrey did. But I think Johnny Depp can be really close second. Speak, I know we're not a, a movies podcast, but if you guys haven't seen Daddy's Home yet, you guys need to watch. That movie's fucking I hilarious. I laughed harder than I've laughed in a very, very long time at <laughs> one specific scene in this movie. That movie's great. Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell are back at it again, and much like uh, the the other guys. It's great. They're and great together. Yeah, though. like I said, we're not a movie talk podcast, but if we were, then that movie would have been this week's fucking... Faux show. Yeah, because that movie was awesome. 
You just um, punched me in the face, Brad. <laughs> it's it's great. I mean that that we clearly saw that in the trailer, but we did not watch trailers for that movie. So, um, and we watched it, and it was just fucking hilarious. Um, Best thing to <laughs> so next thing we got is uh, now this is a complete rumor. I don't know if it's 100% true, but they supposedly are going to be releasing an X-rated version of Deadpool, which someone also told me that they could just release it as an unrated, too hot for movies type deal. Um, I don't know. I've never seen an actual X-rated film out on the shelves that without going to the back of a movie shop or something like that. But uh, which Deadpool was already bad. I don't know how much worse they can make it. PB entering Vijinjin. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or docking. Docking. Dutch rudders. Dutch ruddering. Um, they're gonna show the Dutch ruddering happen. Well, I don't like this very much. I feel like it's. There's too many variables not known to understand this, but some guy did some math based on Robert Kirkman's origins ratio of 5,000 to 1 in the Walking Dead universe from issue number 10 and has added all this time and says there are roughly 382,885 people left alive on the entire planet. That leaves 7,124,617.15 walkers. No, 7,124,617,015 walkers i think i think i meant to have 115 there either way that's holy shit a lot of walkers no it's impossible to really know like i know he gave that ratio 5000 to 1 but who in the who in that you know he he's the writer knowing that but who in the actual walking dead universe is going to know that you can't you can't know that right you know there's no way you know i don't care how smart you are you're not going to know you know, there could be a community somewhere in Asia that has a million people still alive that we can't possibly know. So I don't agree with this math. No, I mean, he did his math correct based on those that formula, but doesn't mean that those numbers are correct to me. And yeah, in general, like, um, I guess the only person who would really know would be Robert Kirkman himself, and that's just he yep. could fucking make anything up. Yeah, because it's his fucking universe. But based on math alone, it's an interesting little factoid. Um, so. I guess Tom Holland's Spider-Man, the Spider-Man we all saw in the Captain America Civil War trailer, supposedly, now this was this was quoted from James Gunn. He, I believe he plays Thanos. I don't know. I believe, I'm pretty sure he plays Thanos. If I'm, if not, he's a director of something. Um, he quoted and said that he believes Tom Holland's Spider-Man is on par with, performance-wise, with Heath Ledger's Joker and Robert Downey Jr. himself as Iron Man. Which is pretty cool. And I've seen a lot of complaints out there about, oh, he looks too young. I mean, it sounds too young. He looks too CGI and all this bullcrap. But, I mean, everybody has a problem with every character before they see him in theaters. and We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you guys. What the fuck? Fuck all those haters. Nobody can be pleased. I I mean, the only the only person... Nobody... I, I didn't hear one person bitch about Deadpool, and he was fucking... Awesome, and then, and but I, but multiple people bitched about Ledger, and multiple people are going to be bitching about Leto, and multiple people bitch about fucking Batfleck, and I think all of them are going to kill the Batfleck. fucking role. I, I think it. it <laughs> I just think that it's. I don't know. I think it's going to be cool. Well, and continuing, uh, the Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, as well as Supergirl, have all been greenlit on new seasons, which is awesome because we actually got to start watching Supergirl. We're a little behind on that, so don't hate us on that, but. It'll be added to the repertoire eventually. We'll catch up real quick. 
but yeah, I mean, I, so Arrow's going on to season five, which is crazy, and then Flash will be on three, Legends will be on two, Supergirl also on two, um, which is interesting. I didn't know I didn't know how far Legends was going to go. Um, some kind of I can't believe how much time like they're really planning on that much time traveling. Like I don't know I don't I don't know much about the Legends of Tomorrow comic series, so I don't know what all the actually. I don't do. even know if there is a comic series. I think for there them. is. I feel like I read about it. I'll find it. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard some uh, some rumor about Supergirl, but we'll talk about that when we get to mm. Supergirl. Right. Um, talk, but so the the last thing that we wrote down for the week, not including today's, um, we can, I mean we might we watched we had a couple of things that we could add to this. I just didn't write down. But um, Deadpool has officially passed Man of Steel and Iron Man in box office sales. It's up to like 500-something million Sweet. in global. Global, I think. Doesn't surprise me. It's Yeah, I mean, still in theaters. It's been over a month. I mean, I love Man of Steel. Like I, That was one of the best superhero movies. I didn't realize how well it did in theaters. I didn't know either. I, that's, a, that's a movie. I went, I went alone to that movie and ate a $6 footlong. In the movie theater, there's a subway right next door. Yeah, I snuck that fucker in. So like, this is my dick. No, I'm just <laughs> so we today we just watched videos on, um, you know, a couple a couple of different things that we can add. I know that last week we talked about uh, J.K. Rowling and her uh, Native American magic and things like that. We got a little bit of a um, more information on that today. I guess she's releasing stories on Pottermore, which I'm not a member of. I remember when Pottermore first came around, I was trying to become a member, and you had to, like, it was all this exclusive shit, and you had to get the email to get approved, and I, I just never continued with it. Um, I mean, I, I kind of want to become a member now. I guess she's been releasing stuff all, all week long, and is going to continue doing it. There's a lot of new stories, and then, I mean, we were hit today with a very interesting theory. Um, I don't know where Lane necessarily stands on it. I think it's fucking crazy, but um, about Newt's commander... Oh yeah, being an animagus and possibly possibly being Buckbeak, Buckbeak the hippogriff. Apparently, he ha- shows uh, has an affection for hippogriff beasts, um, and I, I guess Hagrid got Buckbeak in 1992, three sorry, and Newt Scamander went missing in 1992. Yeah, so I and I guess in the third movie, I gotta go back and rewatch it and see it for myself. But I guess on the Marauders map, they saw Newt Scamander's name on there. So and that's the only movie with Buckbeak um, in it. So I, I, it's very, that's a crazy fucking theory. I never, I'm, I'm so excited about this new fucking Harry Potter shit coming out. See, they can add anything they want to the movies. Like, cause if you're when you read the book and you see Harry looking at the map. You don't get to see everything he's seeing. He doesn't like read out where everybody at in the entire school, you know. So when you watch the movies, you get to see things that he wouldn't normally say. Like, you ever see that thing where they had the two feet, like ones f- were facing down, and then there's yeah, they're having on sex. Th- yeah, they're having sex. That's funny as fuck. Um, but yeah, it's it's very very interesting. And then we watched then we watched another thing about I guess the Justice League movie had a set photo being released, and there was a lot of d- Easter eggs that were costumes and in- pe- intentionally put in there in the in the set. It was a Jason Momoa and Zack Snyder himself. I um, just took a photo, and there was a whole bunch of different things going on in the background, and um, you, you know you can see the Flash costume and. Um, Possibly the what manta ray, is manta ray saying? costume, or could they speculated it could have been that could have been Green Lantern, um, it could have been who the fuck else? I don't. Uh, Robin. Robin. Or, no, not Nightwing. No. Nightwing. That's right, Nightwing. And then um, 
they had a bunch of stuff, but the Flash costume looked really interesting. Uh, they, they said it kind of compared to uh, the Flash costume from Injustice. Yeah, the game, the Xbox game, or whatever, the, the console game, Xbox, in, Injustice Gods Among Us. Which, if you haven't played, fucking do Play it. it. The story yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it's fucking cool ass game. The second that, one comes out for PS4 and Xbox fucking one. I cannot fucking wait. Yeah, it's, but rumor has it it's coming out in like a month or something like we're that. Playing it, we're playing it every Monday until we beat it. Dude, I, I really want to go see Cloverfield Lane, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I, got, I haven't seen the first one yet. I just, I just really want to watch that movie. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna move right along here, and we're gonna get into our talk about uh, Le- Le- Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow, episode five, Night of the Hawk. It was a very interesting episode. Um. You know they're going back to what 1958, back in the times like uh, you know the fucking housewives and those nur- the way those nurses looked like in the wars. Racism. This would be after the Cold War, which is where they were at one point in the show. And there was a lot of, like, racism in this. Like, uh, there was no sla- not slavery, but it was the racist stuff. And now, this episode was, like, it, it seemed, not, it was it was interesting. There was a lot that happened, but at the same time, not a lot of notes um, that we that we took. Not a lot that, not th- not a lot to really further the plot. Yeah, it's, it started off with a, uh, if you guys remember the movie Cry Baby. Kind of around the same kind of time period as Greece, they have those like races in their old cars. Like this is even older than that. I think they had like their Model Ts, and they were in a they were doing a car. You know they were racing, they were drinking, and they get in a car accident and come across a meteor, which uh, ends up being a meteor from when Hawkman, Hawk Girl, and fucking what's his fucking face, Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage. Yeah, the same which is meteor. it's weird. Like that meteor just landed then. Right, I mean, hey, had and, happened sometime. And Vandal Savage, that guy, they, they, you know, they get out and look at it, and Vandal Savage is like, "Oh, I was drawn to it too." It's weird that you show up at the same time, which is that guy had no significance in that line. Vandal Savage is very big on destiny. I think that was the whole point. Oh yeah, he's talking about, "Oh, it's destiny that you were here," because he was using them as experiments. Um, which we'll get into. Um. Mick is not here. I mean, I know we said the last episode we kind of looked like that maybe Captain Cold killed him. You know, we don't know. It doesn't show it, so you know, you never know exactly what happened in this kind of stuff. It's DC. You know, it's DC. You never know. And they talk. I mean, they talk about it a lot in the episode. They, you know, it seems as though they mentioned that. Yeah, he, Jax is Jackson or whatever is very uh, concerned. That yeah, that, that if he can kill Smart Mick, actually then what can he do him. to them? Right. Like, that's how his theory is. But I don't think he's actually dead. If he is, then I don't know. So, the they go into the town. Um, and, you know, they're trying to. There's a mystery of these missing kids and and everything a like slasher. that. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a, a, serial a, killings, a bunch of killings and everything like that. So they go into the town and uh, Rip Hunter, uh, the leader of the crew, and Leonard Snart dress up as uh, detectives, and Rip disguises his voice with an American accent, which is it was funny as hell. Yeah, it was great. Like I, he did a really good job at it and. I mean, they go in there as FBI investigators and um, try to take over the the case, get all the case files that they can, and and everything like that. And they, all of them are trying to do that. Uh, Stein goes in as a uh, doctor, and Sarah goes in as a nurse, and you know they have to play their role and everything like that. And doctors were very. And Jackson is just a simple teenage black kid in the racist town. Yeah. No danger there. Um, Speaking of, they uh. After a little meeting in the diner with Steiner and uh, White Canary, Sarah, 
uh, he doesn't see he sees the girl who was involved in the accident with her boys with the you know those those guys that we talked about in the beginning. He's there talking to her, dipping his uh, French fries in his strawberry milkshake, and these guys walk up and you're messing with them, and he says, "Do yourself a favor, Biff," which was an interesting little uh, note to uh, fucking Back to the Future. It's funny. Me and DJ both recognize it immediately. Yeah, it was awesome. I was I was hoping that they were going to do some Back to the Future references due to the fact that it was in 1958. Which is only three years after Back to the Future takes place, so... Yeah, they were in the same uh, <coughs> little, like, shop. Little <coughs> sort of shop in that movie, kind of. Same type of thing. <coughs> yeah, it was a little milkshake diner. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and then we find out later that there's a special hall for Dr. Knox with his special patients. His one, you know, it's the hall. It's a, the people can't go down it. The other doctors aren't allowed. <coughs> and then we see... And then Sarah ends up coming across <coughs> a... Uh, portrait of Dr. Knox, who happens to be <coughs> Savage, of course. Fucking Vandal Savage. Dr. Knox. The doctor who knocks. <laughs> yeah, the very next scene, his wife comes knocking at Ray Palmer and Kendra's door, quote, unquote, uh, that they, they uh, had some kind of makeshift house that they were trying to blend in with the town that the, a new husband and wife had just moved in there, which everybody wasn't a fan of because Kendra's black. <clears throat> Kinda. She's like a Whack. Whack? Yeah. <laughs> whack. Uh, she's blight. A little blightly blight. A little blightly whack. <laughs> but everyone's, you know, a little iffy about it. But So I wrote down the Dr. Knox because he come. Fano Savage was walking in right after his wife. Kind of um, his fun, stupid shit we think about. Yeah, right. The Dr. Knox. Um, um, and then, we, like as we mentioned earlier, the three guys from the car accident, those boys, the one that that girl, her boyfriend was missing, they are, end up being these creatures. They thought it was just some sl- a slasher guy. I think there's an actual serial killer called the Slasher from back in that time. I think they're actually using real, a real reference. Real references. Interesting. Know, well, because Vandal Savage is known to be uh, Jack the Ripper, right? In there, you know, in the DC universe and stuff like that, because he's been around for so long. Well, they're get they're getting these. They're like big bird creatures, almost resembling uh, the Hawkman and Hawk Girl, but little more beast-like. They're not quite... They don't keep... They're not demigods to any point at all. But they become that way because Dr. Knox, a.k.a. Savage, is injecting them with meteor. Whatever juice is inside the meteor. Yeah, some sort of, like, blue, glowy liquid. Kind of like the pink shit. Kind of like the pink shit from uh, Ghostbusters 2, it looks like. I don't know that movie well enough. Oh, and it's like pink ooze. It's, like, infecting the city. It's weird. Um, But that's kind of what... It's blue. It's glowing and blue, and it's very interesting. Um, so they go to Ray Palmer shrinks down, goes to Vandal Savage. You don't see enough. He doesn't utilize that suit enough. I yeah, think. I think it's budget things, but whatever. Um, they shrink down. And he goes into Vandal Savage's secret room. There's a big party that goes on, and you know they find that there's like a big metal door bolted in the year 1958. It's fucking weird. Um, you know, so Ray shrinks down, goes under the door, gets in the office, and they start looking for stuff, and they ended up finding the knife from. Episode two, which we didn't talk about on this uh, on this podcast, but um, we started a little too late. So in episode two, they, there's a special knife that uh, can only be wielded by Kendra, and it can be used to kill Vandal Savage. That Carter Hawkman, who we haven't seen in a while, um, tries to kill Vandal Savage, doesn't work. He ends up killing Carter. Um, so they've been trying to track that knife down ever since, because Kendra has to use it to kill him and then I'm assuming he'll be dead from whatever time it happens in till the future H- hence saving the future see but I wonder 
I don't know how too well it works, but I remember in Dragon Ball Z when Trunks went back in time in hopes to uh, tell, tell him about the androids and cell, and it would change his future as well. It did not change Trunks' future because you know Trunks ended up, it ended up being Trunks was from a different universe. They the two universes didn't coincide, so going back in time did not affect his future. It stayed that way. So I wonder how that'll work. Like even if they do kill Savage, will their universe be changed? Like it just it depends on if they do alternate timelines and stuff. Well, we know that they do as the multiverse. Like yeah. So I don't know how that's gonna work. I mean, if they if their time traveling is fat is fast, depends on it depends on the method. If they're using it based off speed alone to to travel, unless the ship does something. I think the ship has some kind of functionality. Yeah, the ship must do something that allows them to do it because they aren't necessarily going fast. They they are going fast, but they're not they're not running through time like the Flash runs through time. Like the Flash is <sighs> but the Flash can go back in his own can time travel through his own in at least in the show, the show Flash on the CW can go back in his own timeline. Right. But they can cross the multiverse by doing the bre- by the breaches. Yeah. So it depends on what different science is taking place. Between time travel and the breaches. Yeah, I was just comparing it to that Dragon Ball Z because like Trunk, that Trunks did that in hopes to change the future, but it didn't end up changing his future. Which right. So I mean, I I would I would think I mean they could if there's a season two. Like I don't if they do as many episodes for Legends as they do for Flash and Arrow. I don't know how well they can. Yeah, I don't understand how I think they're going to two or three season show probably. I don't. Yeah, but I don't understand how they're going to have that much story. Well, we don't know what happened. Like it seems, yeah, it, it seems as though that the, the what they've set up for in Legends could only be one season. Like, right? You know, we're only what five episodes in. It just takes them two seasons to finally kill Savage, which would be crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it it just seems it just seems crazy. Hopefully, you know, maybe they do kill Savage by the end of this season, and then they have some other crazy shit that goes on, and they need to fix. Yeah, we'd have to look more into the comic book aspect of the Legends of Tomorrow. I think there's a story. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've never heard anything about it, but I guess, you know, it's probably possible. Well, uh, earlier in the episode when they first met Savage, Hot Girl was trying to play it off that she didn't know who he was, almost like she was from that time and she hadn't got her powers back yet. You know, like, you know, you know, every time she reincarnates, she becomes back as a human and she doesn't know who she is until she learn, you know, she learns eventually. We as we saw from Arrow or Flash, I mean. And so, uh, but then it ends up being that Vandal knows that she was playing the whole time because he's Vandal Savage. He's very smart. He's been alive for too long to play any little tricks like that. Right. Yeah, he's basically immortal. So he, you know, and he's drawn to Hawkgirl. And she drew that knife. You know, she t- they t- she took the knife that Adam took from her, took from him to, you know, try to sneak him into killing him. But as he says, what do you think, me, an idiot? Like, he's not an idiot. You ain't going to pull a little shit like that. She, she thought she could do it on her own, but she learns quickly that she can't. So yeah, after uh, <coughs> excuse me, after a brief struggle, <coughs> a brief, a brief struggle, <coughs> um, with Vandal Savage, Kendra. I mean, after Kendra and Vandal have a brief fight in the in the uh, his doctor's office, uh, Ray Palmer comes to save the day, blasts him right through the window, um, kind of like in a Team Rocket esque manner. That seems to happen to Vandal Savage a lot. They, they Blasting like to, off again. Yeah. <laughs> And he just blasts them right through the window, and off, you know, off they go. And on their way back to the ship, uh, Kronos, uh, who we who has been constantly terrorizing the the legends and the time, then you know, Ray or yeah, Ray, fucking Rip, the Time Master, um, 
you know, comes to make his attack on, on the ship again. And this time he gets a little far. Blasting the shit out of it. He gets inside the ship, actually. Yeah, he gets inside the ship, and then Queef. they all have to, uh, like, I, I'm assuming they, they, they're, he's controlling the ship at the end. Yeah, because uh, as we see, Kendra, Sarah, and Ray Palmer are walking up to the ship during the attack. They don't know an attack's going on, but as they, they just watch the ship, the time ship, get up and just fly away. And then he says, where are they going? And then Sarah <coughs> says, the more, more impo- important question is, why are they leaving us? Yep, and then that leaves them trapped in the year 1958, which... Oh, shit. I'm assuming next episode's going to be mostly about that. Yeah. About the, their struggles there and trying not to change much. Yeah, probably. Sarah's probably going to have sex with that chick. Scissoring! <laughs> well, that concludes <coughs> the episode of Legends of Tomorrow, Night of the Hawk. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Lane's being a cow, apparently. <coughs> Alright, so we're going to get to... T- Sorry, I keep coughing. I don't know why the fuck I'm doing it. It's a little tickle in the throat. But last night... Today's uh, Monday, and last night's episode of The Walking Dead... Was called the same boat. It was uh, episode thirteen, I believe, um, and it was a uh, all right episode. It was really annoying at points, but it's uh, a little slow filler episode they have to do. We expected something like this. I mean, it was slow at points, and then it was action packed at points, and then it was slow again, and it was more annoying than anything. Well, that's like, how they're gonna f- fill in all that spot. Like we were worried about what they were gonna do. About between now and fi- seeing Negan for the first time, and then I guess we found out. See, I suspect that next week is going to be ep- about Heath and Tara on their run. Oh uh, yeah, possibly. You know what I mean? Because be another good way to fill out an episode. And then, and then the the episode after would be what my guest avoiding three spoilers. Compete right? three more. Yeah, avoiding spoilers. Well, two more before Negan's appearance. Yeah, episode. but three more total this season. Yeah. So I, I like I said, I suspect next week will be about Heath and Tara, and then I suspect that the episode after that um, will be like uh, it'll be it'll be Alexandria based, and it'll be like it'll follow like different different stories between Daryl and Abraham, probably Abraham and Eugene and and things like that. And because Sasha did mention about Abraham to, or Abraham and Eugene being on the the patrol route and things like that, and there's a very important story that happens there in the comics. So, so yeah, that's true. I we'll think see. that that that's probably what they're gonna do, um, just based off the Walking Dead's history and things like that. I don't. Other than that, I would have no fucking clue what the hell they're gonna do next episode. But you never know. I that's mean, they our opinion. they might briefly touch on Heath and Tara, and then have them on their way back to Alexandria and have something happen. Like I don't know, but a lot of a lot of different things happen in this episode that. Or it's just basically build up. It's all build up. He rode a blazing saddle. So, so the first, the first, you know, last week's episode ended with uh, Carol and Maggie getting captured, and this week, this week's episode picks up right at that moment, but from the uh, from the captors' perspective. Um, they're looking through binoculars and they're seeing the whole thing go down, um, at the at Negan's outpost there, and and then we hear the whole conversation that we hear. From Rick's perspective, you know, hey, prick, with the Colt Python, and uh, they end up getting to where they Rick wants to make a deal. We'll trade this guy for our girls, because apparently this guy happens to be some. I don't know if he's a doctor, but he has some type of abilities of healing somebody, at some point, some way, because that guy was shot by Carol, and he was 
needing that guy to help him because apparently what he could do something that they couldn't. So right, so that, you know he important. he was he wanted to get that guy back, so he was in you know it's saying that they needed to do the trade. Well, they said they needed to think about it, so they put these hoods over Carol and Maggie, which is a typical way to not let them know where they're going. You know, we've seen in any, any mobster movie or anything, and take them to this another little outpost of theirs. I think she called it the break point. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty positive she called it the break point. Um. So, it, it, so once they get there, they you know they tie Carol and Maggie up, and they're all talking in the room and stuff like that. And um, the the first thing we, we that I wrote down was that they called walkers. They call them growlers. Yeah, we every group we've seen always happens to call them a little bit of something different. Um, which group was it that called them biters? I don't remember. Governor's group, I, I think. think. So, and then there's been roamers and. Walkers and they haven't said growlers. lurkers, have they? I don't remember. Lur- they said lurkers a lot in the comics. Um, it was very it, dude. Do you remember what they? Here's a little. Here's a little bit of trivia. I'm gonna do random trivia on my complete own today. Okay. What term did Glenn call walkers in the first six episodes of the series? In the show or the in the show? Huh? In the show. Oh man. It was not walkers and it oh. was not lurkers. It was weird. It's also... Rotter, no. I, I think it's a racist term in some cases. Maybe not. Spaghettis. Spaghettis! No, no. I don't know. I'll think about it. I won't look it up, but I'll think about it. You I'll think see. about it. I, I. It happens... I can only remember one instance in which it happens, but I'm pretty sure it happens more than one. It's It's right around the time when they're covering themselves in guts for the first time to walk through... All the walkers. Uh, we can continue. I'll think about okay. it. Okay. All right. So. Well, um, they have them tied up in the freaking little, their little outpost thing, and Carol starts, like, freaking out and hyperventilating out of nowhere. And she has her little rosary beads, which I, I, don't know, I think Morgan's starting to have an effect on Carol because we saw in the last episode she was counting the number of people in the, her book. That's how many people she's killed. And I think it's starting to have an effect on her, which... I don't know how you can go from being super badass to a freaking stupid bitch in one episode. But. <laughs> she was really annoying in this episode. But now, let's keep in mind, and I know that we mentioned it in, I think, our first podcast that we talked about Walking Dead the whole time. I Carol shouldn't be alive right now, yeah. based on comic. We don't have any idea where they're going with her character. I thought she was going to die in this episode the same way she died in the comics. I was. It seems as it. though she's starting to go a little bit fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens to her in the comics. She goes fucking loco and gets herself killed in the process. But I don't know. I have no idea. And it's, she's starting to make lose my interest. I don't... I'm not... I've, I've always... I guess Carol never really was my favorite, but I she can't never... I can it, dude. What? What is it? Oh, geeks. Oh, geeks. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I was yeah. not thinking that. Glenn called them geeks. Interesting. For some weird reason. They're but geeky. I, geeking. I don't. I can't remember what Morgan called them in episode one. I don't think he called them anything. I don't remember. See, back then, Walkers had muscle memory. What? The original showrunner, uh, Frank Darabont, he wanted Walkers to have muscle memory. That's why Morgan's wife could come up and jiggle the door handle. That doesn't make any sense, though. I, it, no, none at all. And then there was another instance in season one where a walker throws a fucking cinder block through a window. That 
That's kind of stupid to me. I know because he wanted them to have muscle memory. Like, he wanted them to be able to wield no, weapons well, that's and not shit. How they work? Because their brain, that part of their brain, wouldn't function. I know. So that, he quit the show. Thank God, because I don't. That would be fucking retarded if they could do that. Um, but you know, then then Glenn Mazzara took it out over for the three seasons or two seasons, and then Scott Gimple now has it for the, the time being. So. But, yeah, because uh, like in the comment, you see walkers fall downstairs and stuff because they don't know how, they can't walk downstairs. It's just yeah, they're retarded. They don't step, they just walk, and then they fall down the stairs. They they run into a wall. They can't go any further. See, I'm, I'm pretty sure those zombie heads out there. These walkers are based off of. Uh, oh shit! Now I can't even think of the name of them. Like like Night of the Living Dead walkers, which is like Russo, John Russo. He, he directed that, and um, there's a name for him. Fuck, the guy's name is evading me right now. I can't even think of it. Um, but the you know uh, the um, there's Night of the Living Dead. Then there's uh, God damn it, man! I'm not a good nerd. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead is the right name. I guess they're based off those you know those types of zombies, which aren't very smart. But you can't base them off like Land of the Dead. Have you ever watched Land of the Dead? I don't think so. <laughs> those fucking walkers used guns and or they used guns and they could walk underwater and they were smart like. Right. They were just like, like, you know, it was like it was like a base between. Have you ever watched Twenty Eight Days Later or Twenty Eight Weeks Later? No, I haven't seen any of those. Okay, days. so in those, I've never been a fan of zombie stuff until I liked uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. So like in those movies, in Twenty Eight Days Later and Twenty Eight Weeks Later and um, World War Z, those zombies, you know, oh, they're that just movie was dope as shit. Well, they're all they're just the infected. Like they're not kind of like a uh, legend. Legion? No, Legend. Oh. With Will Smith? Oh, I am Legend. I am Legend, yeah. Yeah, like, well, you know, they. I think everybody in that, they all have a, a mindset that there is a cure. You know what I mean? And in The Walking Dead, I don't think that they have that mindset. Like, anymore. Uh, no, uh, they're they're rotting fucking flesh walkers. Like, yeah, they're, you ain't carrying something that's already rotted. Yeah, like... You wouldn't want to. Imagine coming back to life and your fucking stomach's rotting out of you. Now, maybe, like, curing someone who gets a bite and preventing them from turning... Yeah, it'd be like an antibiotic. It would keep... Like, they could just take it and it would keep them from ever turning at all. Right. Or, or, you know, immunity from it. Like, die on your own terms. Don't come back. That might be something that they could think about. Right. You know I mean? Even in Will Smith's uh, I Am Legend, uh, it was... Like it was weird. Like they were like vampire zombies. Yeah, they were really. They, they were weird. I don't even. I never really even considered them zombies until somebody brought it up, and I was like, I guess. Aspect. Like, There's so many different perceptions of zombies. You know what I mean? So like, in you know, and they're all they're all the infected. So like in Land of the Dead, they're like a cross between those Walker, like Walking Dead walkers, and in the infected. Right. You know what I mean? So like, they're super fast and they're really fucking aggressive. And those like well, the scariest zombies I think I've seen today are World War Z zombies. Oh fuck that shit, dude! Those like, things are horrifying. Just <laughs> watching them, oh my god! I would turn die. turn within ten fucking seconds. Yeah, and then that they, is ridiculous. The way they run over each other and climb up each other at that speed, I can't even fathom it. Yeah, that that shit is crazy. Like when fucking Brad Pitt runs, <coughs> like get thinks he got bit and runs to the fucking side of the building so he can jump off and counts down ten from yeah. ten. That shit was cool. We had some fucking magazine gauntlets. I don't remember. I want to watch. Remember it when again. he duct tapes the magazines to his fucking? No. He takes like th- two magazines and duct tapes them right to here so he can like Block push it. walkers off with his forearms. Like it's... magazines, like books or like clips. Like books. Oh, okay. Like thick yeah, fucking yeah. magazines. When you were saying magazines, I was thinking like machine gun magazines that hold w- bullets. 
Oh. Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's what I was like. I don't recall that. <laughs> Either way, I think it would have worked just <laughs> yeah. the same. Actually, they might have worked out better, but magazines, like book magazines are lower. Yeah, lower, I remember like, now. I remember. Um, well, we'll get back to this episode. Again, they have name-dropped the episode. The fat, coughing, hacking, stupid bitch that called them growlers. She is smoking a cigarette while she's hacking her lungs out, and I think she actually says she does have cancer of some sort. Yeah, she so. hacks blood up. And then uh, she, uh, she looks at at Carol, and Carol says something to the effect of "You're gonna die" or something. And she goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna die here." And it looks like we're in the same boat because she was implying that they were gonna die as well. So. And I brought up last night. I'm pretty sure they've name dropped every episode at least this season. I don't know. I I haven't paid attention enough in the past to think if they've. I also don't like. Pay really, attention to I don't pay attention the to the name of the episode all the time, but I have been this this week, right, or this season anyway. Um. So, all right. So when Maggie it then moves in and 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 uh, accuses, you know, they keep moving on. That the the two, the three ladies decide that they're gonna take Maggie to a room and see what she knows. They're gonna kind of interrogate her. So one bitch takes Maggie to another room and starts talking to her, and starts, you know, they you know, gives a little bit of a history of. of uh, you know what's going on with her and and that she had a boyfriend and things like that and um you know she has like her finger blown off or something like that and i think we're led to believe that one of her bo- her boyfriend was part of the group that daryl blew up um because when they went she said something to the to the along the lines of like when they went back to find him there was only pieces of him um and whatever she said what his name was or what her no she's talking about her dad and um, she said what her name is that her dad's name was, and then she said, and that's what I was going to name the baby. And Maggie kind of looks at her like very interestingly. And if her fans of the comics, and not to be spoilery, um, but uh, Maggie's baby is named after her dad. Um, so I think that I wrote down a seed planted to name Maggie's baby. So it's kind of like something maybe that that chick you know stuck a little seed in Maggie's brain. Um, where you know she'll then come up with a name for the baby. Um. So then we got a uh, a thing about uh, they're talking about being captured, and like I guess their motive, um, along like you know why they were doing it and things like that. And uh, we get the first phrase, which is a direct line from the comics, where they say we are all Negan. Yeah, a little Spartacus kind of shit going on, like. Like we're not gonna say anything about it, but they, you know they're saying we're all Negan. And honestly, I don't want to say too much. Yeah, that's and that's fine. Um, it, it's just interesting. Um, I, I don't. I, you guys will. You guys will see. But uh, and it's funny. Uh, we see a scene. Carol asks for a cigarette, and she's smoking it and talking for a little while. And then she just has the biggest Carol. I mean, the biggest grandma ash ever. Like, and those of you who don't know what a grandma ash is, it's when you smoke a cigarette so long, and the ash is still the same length as the cigarette. Yeah. And you don't ash it off, so like it just stays like where the cigarette was. Grandma ashing. It was like half the cigarette. It was huge. Cody Armandini came up with that term. Yeah, that's funny. And I asked him what it was. I was like, what's a grandma ash? And he's like, well, it's when your grandma falls asleep on the couch and leaves her cigarette burning, there's just the ash Yeah. at the end of it. And it's just funny. So she's got the fucking hugest ash at the end of that shit. Um, I, almost, I almost thought I wrote spaghetti there for a second. Um, so after so they leave Carol there alone like they're gonna go I guess they're gonna 
they're getting ready to rendezvous with. Because uh, yeah, Rick contacts them again. Yeah, about the deal, and they get, they're getting ready to rendezvous with them in a field that's ten minutes away, and um, the 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 red-haired bitch there. I didn't even catch her name. I don't care. Nah, I don't. She was dumb. Um, I want to say it's Paula. I don't know. I feel. I don't know. Whatever. It's not relevant. She starts figuring out that because the whole episode, you know, when they keep talking on the walkie-talkie, it's really hard to hear Rick. Um, you know, keeps breaking up, but then he comes through really clear at the last moment, and she's not dumb by any means. You know, she starts to realize that he was—they're close because he's coming through real fucking clear, right? And um, she she suspects that they're not ten minutes away; that they are outside of that building, and that they're gonna you know come in and kill everybody. So they're. Ready? They're going out setting up traps, which and then they leave. Uh, they feel confident in their duct tape tying skills, apparently, because they leave her in there alone. And then uh, Carol starts sharpening her cross on her rosary beads, and she uses it to cut the duct tape off her uh, hands. Yeah, they skipped that scene, but I think they just did it for speed purposes. Yeah, and then and then she, you know, she leaves and goes and gets Maggie, and they, you know, they untie Maggie and. Um, they go back to that room where the uh, the other guy, which uh, earlier in the episode kicks the shit out of Carol, um, just start you know he starts blaming Carol for shooting him in the arm and, and shit like that, and they go back to find out that he's on a, you know he's well on his way to Walker Road. Yeah, he's already dead when you <coughs> go in there. And he's starting you know he's starting to breathe like a walker and he's starting to turn. So they Maggie unties his arm and then they where do they get the gun? I don't think they get the gun until after. The lady comes in. The fat oh bitch. yeah, they tie up that dude, and then that fat bitch comes in and gets bit. Gets bit, and then they kill her. And then, no, Maggie like pistol whips the shit out of her. Wait, yeah, Maggie did have a gun. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Did they get it from that other girl that that was interrogating Maggie? I don't think they beat up that girl until after that. Yeah, because remember they didn't they they didn't fight that girl until right at the end. Because remember Carol. Carol shoots her in the head. I think I think that she walks in and gets bit, and then they take the gun from her and shoot her in the head. Maybe I don't remember because Maggie they, like beats the shit out of her. She doesn't. Sh- they, she maybe beats, yeah, she pistol whips her. She pistol whips her and then pounds her fucking face in and yeah. blood all over the camera. But where did she get that gun initially? Maybe she grabbed it out of the back. I don't remember. I think I think that that chick was too surprised about being bit, and that yeah, unless and, the guy had a gun on him, but I can't imagine they'd leave a gun on him. Right. With Carol right there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I could, maybe I'll have to watch that scene again because I can't yeah. remember. But, all right, it's fine. Yeah, it's hardly relevant. And then they go, you know, they go out in the hallway and they kill the bitch that was um, shooting, or that was interrogating Maggie. Um, and, or no, Carol does. Yeah, there's like a brawl that happens and, and Carol is being, you know, she's being bitch. Yeah, like we were saying earlier, she's starting to act like Morgan. She just like, don't, you don't have to kill him, which caused all this to begin with because Maggie was about to shoot that guy to death. And then, or Carol could have killed that guy with one shot. She even admits it. She didn't, she didn't miss. She just was, didn't want to kill any more people. And she's in freaking, I don't know what she's turning into pussy for. But, but she's also like being super protective over Maggie being out in the field and, and doing something like that. So whenever her and that chick get in a fight. Um, and she starts to slash at Maggie's stomach. Carol walks straight up and just blasts her in the fucking no questions asked head. Just boom, and it was fucking cool, dude. It was cool. And then, so then they move on, and there's like a, a walker trap set up, I guess, um, for Rick and the gang if they you know were to enter the building, which is 
hardly necessary because there's no way it would have stopped them that much. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think anybody would have gotten surprised. No, because at the end, Maggie and Kara walked right through it. Every fucking building they walk into, they're prepared to fucking yeah, take down walkers. I don't understand the logic behind that one. They, I mean, they don't know. You know, the the girls who set it up, they have no fucking idea right. what Rick and the gang are capable of. They all, they only know about Negan, and that's it. Well, uh, when you know, like you said, Carol kills that girl that was interrogating Maggie earlier on, and then uh, the redheaded chick. Carol was like, she's like, "What were you so afraid of?" And she goes, "This, I think," and talk about killing her. But the, she ends up not killing her again, and she gets a little tussle with Carol. You know, they go back and forth, they fight, and then during their little back and forth on the wall, the other the redheaded lady gets impaled by a metal pole sticking out, and she ends up getting bit by one of the walkers. Which, like as you mentioned, was one of the most gruesome things we've seen on the show in a while. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of... When, and the, when the zombie bites you and drips your skin, I can't imagine the pain. Like, Oh my god, yeah. You remember that? I don't remember which season it was or what. There's no significance to it, but there's like a dude in a field, and, hey. and he's just like he's just like walking there trying to beat off walkers, and then he gets like all of his limbs ripped off and shit. Like, oh, oh my yeah, god, it's brutal. terrible. That's like one of the most brutal. Either that or Noah's death. Yeah, Noah's death was bad. Oh, oh my god. I was trying to think of what that made me uncomfortable watching yeah. Noah die. Yeah, I didn't. But uh, yeah. Ode to Noah. Right. So so that that chick's walkie-talkie goes off, and the whole time we didn't mention it, but the whole time they she's she's been waiting for a group to meet meet up at the break point to uh, get that one guy help that Carol killed and and things like that. And uh, you know they said that their gas was running on fumes, and um, they said they were ten minutes out, so they radio in, and that you know that bitch with the red hair, she's already dead. So Carol picks up the walkie-talkie and says, "Yeah, we're here. Meet us on the kill floor." So when they walk in, Carol and Maggie are hiding behind a door, and Carol lights up another cigarette, and you know they they close they close them in this room, apparently called kill floor, and yeah, um, which they filled with gasoline. Right, they filled with gasoline, and Carol throws her cigarette on the ground and fucking lights Ooh. that shit up, dude. See you fucking later, guys. Well, so then they have killed Maggie and Carol have single-handedly killed every person in that little place, and at the end, um, they're going towards the main door, and then they, she opens it, and there's Glenn, you know, looking right through the the scope, and you know, Rick and all of them come in, and then Maggie says, uh, "We killed them. We killed them all." It's always great to see Maggie and Glenn reunion. Oh yeah. No matter what aspect it is, but it fucking right. happens to them a god awful lot. I know, right? And Maggie says, "Uh, I can't do this anymore." Kind of, I think she's getting tired of all this shit too. But, uh, you know, they take the bald guy in there, and Rick asked the bald guy, the guy that they had a hostage, and said, so what the hell, was Negan there? Was he here tonight? Where the hell is he? Like, And he goes, he goes, both. He goes, I'm Negan, shithead. And Rick goes, sorry, it had to happen this way, and just fucking kills him. Boom. Carol looks pretty uncomfortable that it had to happen that way, too. And That's then Daryl asks her how, you know, Daryl asks if she's okay, and she says, no, I'm not. Pussy. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. But yeah, so I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, the ep- the ending of the episode was brutal, dude. But I love when Rick gets fucking brutal like that. Oh yeah, dude. no mercy. I love that shit. Like just like last week, and that, that I said that like Negan's scary, but this, you know, Rick's got nothing on you. Yeah, it's fuck, which is true. I mean, Rick is a fucking total boss. Um. Anyway, so that, that's pretty much all that happened. Uh, it was a little, not much happened in the episode. Well, we talked quite a bit about it. But. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we also did a little, you know, talk on 28 Days Later and right. shit and comparing walkers and, what, and whatnot. But, and we also, we didn't get, we have no idea what's coming next week. Uh, as we said, we watch 
we watch it online. Sometimes it gives us the preview and sometimes it doesn't. So um, as of right now, we're going into it completely blind, which is fine by me because I'm so excited for the end of this season. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting two years to see a live-action version of this. Well, all right, well, that concludes episode five, the same boat, Walking Dead. Thank you. All right, now, as we said, we're going to do a brief discussion on The Dark Knight Returns, part, part one. one. Um, we heard that, you know, it was loosely based on uh, Batman, the upcoming Batman vs. Superman flick. And, uh, well, the movie's based on this, I think. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. The movie is based on this story. Um, you know, originally made by Frank Miller, which is a, you know, he's an old school Batman writer and artist, I think. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. I'm not a very good yeah, nerd he's, today. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Remember that Asian guy we saw in Comic Book Man? I can't remember his name now, but he, he would, uh, saw Frank Miller as like his hero. He got him in the drawing comics. Okay, so I guess he is a art, artist and writer. Um, so thank God for Comic Book Men because we learn a lot from them. Amen. <laughs> um, I hope that I hope that it continues to to go, but I don't know that they they weren't sure if it was gonna come back. I love that show. If anybody out there doesn't watch it, check it out. Yeah, we're gonna someday when Nerd Talk Lives has you know a lot more listeners and stuff like that. We're going to document our trip to Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash. Maybe hopefully you know we'll talk to those guys a little bit, and you know they also like I said earlier in the podcast they run Tell Him Steve Dave podcast, and Kevin Smith has all that stuff. So it's it's gonna be awesome. But anyway, so we're gonna get into this right here. I don't, I don't really know how much I'm gonna have to say about it, but it's a, it's interesting. I think the next one will be the part two. Will have a lot more going on, but basically, this story: Batman is retired. Um, yeah, he's pretty old. He's like in his like 55, I think the description says. Um, and well, I know Gordon is 70, and uh, I can't, but I can't remember how much younger Batman is. Gordon. So basically, every all of Batman's foes have since been put in Arkham or um, gone. Some kind of fucking psychosis. Yeah, they're they're gone, and 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 there's a new level of crime happening in Gotham, and Batman's kind of just turning a blind eye. Um, for the last few years, I don't know how long he's been out of the game. Did they say in the movie how long he was out? Well, he said in the in the he said that he retired when Todd. Jason Todd got killed. That, so that right there is continuity from the Killing Joke. Right. I don't you see that. I, mean, I, I read on. I read online. I was trying to do some uh, different universe multiverse studying, and uh, from what I can understand, if I'm correct, this this universe takes place in Earth 32. From what I was reading, uh, the typical DC you see is Earth one. You know, and, and everything you know. So I think this this particular one takes place on Earth thirty two. I it, that's all confusing ultimately, but right. So I don't know if that's what, if that means for so Batman v Superman. It wouldn't have to match Killing Joke because it would be different universe. So yeah, and I read earlier this week also that Killing Joke might be taken out of DC DC's canon. Huh. So I don't I don't which which would explain a lot. Right. But and and it also depends on if we ever get the identity of Leto's Joker, if he's going to be Jason Todd or if he's going to be, because I know Jason Todd does go on to become Joker of some sort. Um, From I don't know, you know, but he was Robin at one point, and then Dick Grayson was Robin, right? I think Dick Dick Grayson was Robin first. Yeah, and then Jason Todd becomes Robin after, and, and then he dies. 
And then some. And then what's that bitch's name? So this story follows Batman. He's old, and there's a a, a, a crime lord, and he's he's hosting called a, the mutants. The mutants, and um, they're weird. <laughs> they, I don't know. They're, they're like punks, punker, rocker kind of guys. Where they have like metal studs in their skulls. Yeah, they they wore glasses that look like Cyclops from X Men. Yeah, and, and a uh, Krang from fucking. Yeah, Krang from Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. I can't fucking wait for that shit. But, I know. um, so we move. You know, it 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 happens slow at first. Like you know, Batman's kind of not really interested in being Batman anymore, and he, you know, he's he starts uh, you know, he's drinking a lot and he's doing all this stuff, and he's like kind of sitting back and he's watching all these news stories on TV happen of all these different murders and how many of the mutants are killing children and not being able to find the killers and, and things like that. And he's, I guess he's just getting fucking fed up with it. Like he, well, what actually brings him to it the most is, uh, we see a scene with two face, uh, Harvey Dent and, uh, some doctor along with a psychiatrist believe they have fixed him. You know, they do a little plastic surgery and make both sides of his face match and they look human. He looks like a regular person. Well, he ends up escaping and starting a whole bunch of bullshit as you would expect him to. And then that's what made Batman actually come out. Yeah, so he goes, you know, he goes back down and, you know, resuits up and then goes and takes out, you know, his goal was to take out the mutants. Yeah, he he was taking care of Two-Face first. Two-Face ended up going onto a, he had stole two, uh, like, military-grade helicopters. And he uh, was going to, you know, he had some bombs and they went onto these buildings. And Batman figured it out, obviously, he's Batman. And he stopped them, you know, he froze one bomb and then the other bomb... When he attacked them, the helicopter left off, and Joe, uh, Two-Face fell down off the building, and Batman captured him, and the other helicopter flew off and exploded in the air. So, um, but And now this Batman, he's fucking brutal, dude. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of the the Batman, the Ben Affleck Batman, just the, the short ears, the more stocky build, just like... Yeah, he's it doesn't, huge. It doesn't look too much like a tech suit, you know, it doesn't look... Mechanical. It looks just just like like just like the suit. It looks it pretty much did a good job of making Ben Affleck's Batman look like. Yeah, this. and he's got the utility belt and yeah. things like that. And he, you know, they go off and they. Uh, well, you know, and he, real quick on the Two Face before that, before he continues with that. The reason Two Face, you know, he's still crazy, you know. He and then, but uh, he sees his face, both sides of his face, as scarred. But realistically, his both sides of his face are regular. But he's so crazy that he sees them both as scarred and thinks everybody's laughing at him anyway. So that's what made him. He just continues it. to be a menace. Yeah, and so. we actually gl- we glimpsed the Joker in this episode in the movie at the beginning. They're uh, talking about him. He hasn't he hasn't said anything. He's just not even smiling, which is strange. So, but yeah, remember this is pretty old old Joker. So until the end. Yeah, until the end. But uh, so yeah, after he you know then he goes after the goes after the mutants and then there's that what's what's her name Carrie what Carrie Kelly or something like that Carrie Casey Kelly or Carrie Kelly I think is what it was. And she takes on the role of Robin, and fall you know follows in Batman's shadow for a little while without him knowing. And Batman goes off to fight the uh, God. I can't even remember his name. I don't. Did he have a name? The, the King of Mutants. There, yeah. I don't even know. It was weird. It's a weird. It's a weird setup, but it was a good movie. Uh, you know, and he's humongous. He's got all those sharp teeth. And Batman fights him a couple times in the movie, and and in the one whenever he goes to. Uh, this main, you know, the the main thing where they're all at, and he's giving a big speech, and takes this giant fucking Batmobile type deal, and 
starts f- firing rubber ammunition at all of them and taking them all down and goes to fight that other dude and then he throws some sort of cement shit in his face. I don't know how to find. I don't know how to look at my history on my phone. I don't understand it. Yeah, I'm trying to find out what I looked up. Well, um, he uh, after he throws some sort of cement bursting thing in his face and then he you know he gets away and Robin saves him and they take him back to the Batcave and then he you know he, they implement another plan where he, uh, Robin dresses up as one of the mutants and goes and tells everybody to meet at the same spot and then the the leader guy shows up and Batman and him have a brawl in this big mud pit and um what's that line dude he says he says this isn't just a mud pit this is an operating room and I am the surgeon right that's badass dude and he fucking breaks his arms and does some crazy shit with his fucking pressure points where he just uh he like severs a nerve ending in this guy's deltoids which is his shoulder muscles and he said he wouldn't feel any pain but he wouldn't be able to use that arm for a while it was pretty cool like I said, this Batman is fucking brutal. He Carrie just... Kelly. Carrie Kelly. This is like the girl's name, the new Robin in this particular era and universe. Yeah, and she, she's this red-haired chick with big glasses. and I mean, she wasn't bad, but it never explained why she was a fighter. Yeah, she just, like, she was getting mugged in the beginning. She couldn't do anything, but all of a sudden now she's a boss. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and, wait and see, but... Once they start announcing the Batman's return and, and things like that, everybody gets excited about it, except for that one cop. But well, every- Half the people are, you know, a lot of the younger people are not too excited about it. They're thinking, you know, I still think the typical thing when he first came around was, all oh, vigilante, he doesn't follow the law, blah, 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 blah. But a couple of the police officers seem to be all right with it, and Commissioner Gordon is shown retiring and being replaced with a private eye agent. And, um, and, uh, and then, so the, all the news reports are coming in about Batman, and... Um, things like that, and very mixed, you know, reviews. Anyway, so he beats all the mutants, basically, and then they well, all... Well, yeah, he decides to beat... Uh, they had the the main guy, the main mutant leader guy, in prison, uh, and uh, Gordon lets him out, and Batman beats him up in front of all of his guys, which is then, what's then, therefore, changes the guys into, they're called, what, the Sons of Batman? Sons of Batman, yeah. <clears throat> so they change sides. All they needed to do was see their leader get their asses whooped, his ass whooped. Yeah, and they all follow after Batman... After now they that. start taking up his vigilanteness, and he's all you know. Like I say, he's all over the news and everything like that. And then the Joker is sitting in a asylum, an insane asylum of some sort, and he hears the stories on the news, and he turns around and he says, "Batman, my darling," or some shit like that. Yeah, and he has that that smile comes back. Ooh. If so, there's anything to bring the Joker back, it is the Batman. Right. And then that pretty much. I mean, that was all that really happened there. It's. Uh, I mean, on the ne- on the description for the next movie, it says on part two, it says uh. Batman deals with this and that, and then the the F the federal government tries to enlist the 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 man of tomorrow to try to stop the Bat Vigilante, which we all know the man of tomorrow is Superman. So, so I think I that's know. how that battle starts. I know they face off, and from the scene I watched before, that you know there's going to be an appearance of the Green Arrow. Yeah, and, I can't wait, and everything like that. And this is set in the future, so we have to wait till next Monday to watch that shit. <laughs> Uh, so it'll, I don't know, it'll be interesting. I guess we'll have to see how it all pans out. And then once we watch that, next by next Monday we'll be able to draw some comparisons. And by next Monday, Batman vs. Superman will be okay. on its way out to theaters. So I don't know when we're going to be able to go see it, but hopefully by the, by you know, within the next couple episodes we'll be able to have our Batman vs. Superman special. Um, you know, we're going to have a Walking Dead season finale special on April 3rd. 
I'm going to try to get a little bit of a round table going on to see if we can get more of our nerdy friends involved with that. Um, yeah, I can convince Nate to come do it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try. I wish there was a way that I, we could watch it live. We have to find somewhere to go to do that. I don't know about that. I don't want to go to a bar or anything. I know a couple bars play it while we're there, but it's fuck that. I want to go to the bar. Yeah, that's right. You can't go to the bar. So I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to see. But uh, I guess for for this week, I guess that's it. It's kind of a short episode. I know our last one's been pretty long, but we didn't really have much to talk about. Next week, Arrow and Flash come back on, so we'll have that to talk about. Oh, yeah. and obviously, Walking Dead and, and things like that. And if and plenty more nerd news coming as you know as the weeks go on, there's just something every day. All right. And again, thank you for listening to episode five of Nerd Talkalypse. All right. See you guys next week. Nerd Talkalypse has assumed no claim and is not endorsed by material used in this podcast production. All music, sounds, and references are copyrighted under the franchise name. Nerd Talkalypse can be contacted by phone, email, or social media. You can contact us by email, nerdtalkalypse at gmail.com, on Twitter, at nerdtalkalypse, or by phone at 814-299-6653. For more content, you can check out our blog at www.nerdtalkalypse.weebly.com, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdtalkalypse. If you like what you heard today, we want to hear from you. Please leave us a review on iTunes, or you can find us in the Android market on Stitcher and Player FM. If there's a subject you wish us to talk about, please let us know. We will do our absolute best and research the subject and bring it to you next episode. Thank you for listening to Nerd Talkalypse.